Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 312, January 29, 2020. 49 degrees was the high on this day in 1931, and 29 below was the low in 1951. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. The question of the day is, Santa Bell Jim has a great question. It's one of the few times he emailed me and did not include the five-day weather outlook for Sanibel Island, <laughs> yeah. Florida. All Thank right. you. Here's the question. How do four senators running for president get to vote on impeaching their opponent? Oh. Kind of a conflict of interest. Isn't thing, that isn't an it? interesting hmm, question? I thought of that a couple of weeks ago. So that ago. would be Amy, uh, Warren, Bernie. Bernie, and who's the fourth senator running um, for... Uh, who was, well, it was, it was... Name three famous Mickeys. Right. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mantle. Yep. Mickey Mouse. That's two. Mickey Way. They take that one, They'll won't take they? That one. They'll take that one. Take that one. Who were the four senators, for God's sake? Well, one of them was one of them... Uh, was, is Harris a representative or a senator? I think she's a representative. But she dropped out. So. How do four senators running for president get to vote on impeaching their opponent? And did you see where Amy, uh, the minute she got sprung from class... Yesterday, hopped on a plane to go to Iowa well, and eat pie. That's what I was just going to say. And four of them that feel inconvenienced by having to be there. And the, it's covered in the press. The, I meant to point this out. Uh, the Star Tribune had a piece a few days ago uh, that essentially was siding with the senators lamenting that they had to be in Washington. Do, oh, we have to go job. back. We have to go back and work when they want to be in Iowa running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bennett of Colorado, Democrat. Yeah, he 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 ain't going nowhere. Right. He ain't going nowhere. Now tomorrow, what are we down to, by the way? Uh, nominees, potential nominees here on the on the uh, left side. There's still ten or ten. Right, you got yeah, Biden. Still... You got Bloomberg. Biden's not a senator. Did you guys Bloomberg's see? No, no. He just says he says running. What are we down to? Did you guys For see the video running. of Bloomberg on Twitter yesterday? Put with the dog. He was shaking the dog's mouth. Hey, put his hand in the <laughs> dog's mouth there, and shook it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ruff, ruff. oh, it was so funny. Say tomorrow. Uh, here it is. Tomorrow we have a guest scheduled. Yeah, Mike Schoonover from Schoonover Body Works and Glass. <laughs> Positive <laughs> Thursday. And her name is Dahlia Al-Akidi. She is uh, running against Ilhan Omar. She also was a refugee and a Muslim, but she insists that her similarities with DFL U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar end there. She's a former White House correspondent from Iraq, uh, and I've read what I can find. Uh, I saw a piece about her in City Pages. She's lived here three months. Yeah, she just moved here to run, basically. Well, so we had some discussions prior to the show. Uh, should we cancel that interview? Uh, she doesn't stand a chance. No one knows who she is. She has no facial recognition. She's an attractive woman, by the way, which is neither here nor there. But, and there's no, I looked this up too. There's no, uh, there's no time limit for living in a district before you can run for uh, really? a congressional seat. Hmm, interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Uh, in any event, w- we've decided to go ahead with having her in. 
Oh, she's going to be yeah, on the phone? she will be on oh, the I phone she was, joining us. Well, even that kind of uh, 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 alarms me a bit. You would think a woman like this trying to gain some traction would have uh, uh, busted her chops to get to an interview in person. She wanted to join the show. She just She's being pulled in a lot of directions, but she still wanted to accommodate the re- interview request. I learned something interesting that I wouldn't mind asking her about. Saddam Hussein actually did her and her mother a favor. Well, they were privileged people yeah. in Baghdad. Mm-hmm. They were the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Her parents were artists and theater people, and and uh, she was on a kid's television show that was kind of the Iraqi equivalent of the Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. gang, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but, which gives me one hell of a cartoon great bubble. cartoon bubbles, it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that Pluto? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll have her, but I, I think we have to be very—we'll be our normal, polite selves, but I think we have to be very candid and say, you just throw a dart at a map? I mean— right. you, there's lots of places you could have moved to, and, and plus she's shocked how cold it is here. I, I could have told you about yeah, that, it's lady. Gonna, it's going to get worse. It's going to uh, get worse. If we have her on, do we also <coughs> have on Chris, uh, excuse you, excuse me, Chris K, uh, Kelly, sure. Lacey Johnson, Lucia Vogel, Allie Waterbury, Brent Whaley, and <laughs> Daniela Stella. Well, oh, I like our, that name, Daniela Stella. No, right? I don't think we should be having Daniela on. Is she the is one she that got in trouble? trouble? She's the one that was caught for stealing. Yeah, okay, we probably won't have her on. Well, and that are we placing ourselves in the position of uh, uh, being the? Uh, uh, are we going to carry? What the am torch? I trying to say? Are, are we, we carrying the torch to beat Ilhan Omar? Why are you Why looking not? at me? Well, you're the producer. Well, it is almost February, and we aren't only nine months away. Is mm-hmm. it our job to unseat Ilhan? No, but it's our job. T- it should be our job to. Uh, give people another choice to say, do you believe Chris Kelly uh, can beat Ilhan Omar? We, and this is who he is. We are preaching to the choir, though. And I got a, a feeling the uh, true. I got a feeling the majority of the Somali community is not listening to Garage Logic. You don't think they have the Pod MN app on I their phone? So. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'm thinking the GLers that do live in Ilhan's district already know about all the opponents, et cetera, et cetera, and they know who they're going to vote for. I, I, I mean, I, well I don't know what good we do. I, I just think it it shows the uh, it shows the uh, force that Omar has that this woman would move here just to run against her. Yeah. So we'll find out more. That's tomorrow by phone. She's right. definitely an interesting person. Mm-hmm. So I got all that dope right here. Right here. I was going to ask you it. about you brought up Klobuchar uh, and yesterday. What do you what are your thoughts about this? Uh, Seems like people are turning on her for this case involving Myron Burrell, who she sentenced uh, to, uh, was it life, John? Uh, I believe it was not life, but it was 30-some 30, 30 years. This is a 2002 case, I remember it, in which a girl doing her homework was shot through the window of the house. Yeah. And uh, later we learned that this Burrell was uh, convicted of it. He claims his innocence. And if I read it correctly... Amy prosecuted the first time, but then on appeal was prosecuted a second time. Correct. And uh, Amy's contention is that, that, well, if there was new evidence to uh, alleviate him from this charge, it should have been brought up in that second trial. But there's long pieces written about this, and it's just terribly uh, full of inconsistencies and... uh, uh, Questionable uh, witnesses. Shoddy work, questionable witnesses, Mm -hmm. and... uh, I, 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 we can go into it if you want. Uh, we don't have to. I, I don't just, think we have to. I was just wondering if you think this is going to affect her presidential bid. I, uh, it, it only could 
if uh, Bernie and Elizabeth and Buttigieg get wind of it and pound it into the ground on her. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, it's unlikely that, well, who knows in this day and age, they might be very aware of it. Uh, Bernie, let's finish some Bernie thoughts. I, I have it somewhere here. We were noting yesterday of the intensity of Bernie's followers on the, uh, on the Internet. Yep. Uh, They're tech savvy. They're mean. Yeah, they are. Uh, Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has some extreme staffers in the field running his campaign. And the latest release from Project Veritas further demonstrates the radical views that underlie his candidacy. Now, uh, uh, James O'Keefe started this Project Veritas, and I'm, I'm somewhat hesitant. I don't dispute what he discovers, but uh, it's all undercover, uh, sneaky uh, filming, and uh, he's been known to edit things he, yeah, to, to and, his favor. But he uh, he showed two South Carolina <laughs> field organizers for the Sanders campaign, Mason Baird and Daniel Taylor, apparently suggesting that eventually violence and force will be needed to enact the type of future that Sanders envisions. Oh boy! So if that's true, what they're saying is we're prepared to use violence and force to bring about the ruination of this country. Oh boy. I've canvassed with someone who's an anarchist and with someone who's a Marxist-Leninist, Baird said. So we attract radical, truly radical people in the campaign. Obviously, that's not forward, outward-facing. Like other Sanders staffers, Baird said the American understanding of Soviet gulags is not accurate and that the perception of them has been negatively exaggerated. Uh, right now, Taylor said the Sanders campaign needs to keep its eye on the ball. Uh, we don't want uh, to scare people, but uh, we're we're prepared to scare people, apparently. <laughs> and and uh, that's where the uh, why we have to change Reeves. That's why we have to change, change the toner. Got to change the toner. Doesn't right, do good to. I'll shake send her a message up. right now. I'll have her get down here. It was. It's going to take. It's going to take military, like a militant labor movement that's willing to strike and, if necessary, you know, just destroy property and things like that. Baird said. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh boy. To bring about the vision of the country that Bernie has. And you combine that with the fact that he has no idea and scoffs at us for asking where you're going to get the money. Mm-hmm. We he, heard that yesterday. Yeah, those two items together. Uh, hoo, 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 boy. You realize we're facing the gloomiest January. I didn't. Uh, people I didn't, pay. Keep this. Uh, people keep records of this. Apparently, I, I didn't read this. But is global warming mentioned at no, all? No, I don't think so. So we're no. not, okay. This is the gloomiest, cloudiest January since 1963. So we're we're keeping track of that. Bland said Pete Boulay of the Minnesota State Climatology Office. On the upside, the constant cloud cover has kept us from falling into the deep freeze. The month is on track to finish as one of the top 20 warmest. I bet there is climate change in here. You actually tweeted about it a day or two ago. Well, I was looking for the sun, and the nearest sun I could find was Springfield, Missouri. I, I almost responded to you, and then I thought, what are we doing? We're, well, no, if I could have found sun two hours away, I would have made a dash for are it. Are we so Minnesotan now that we're tweeting about the weather? When I guess it's I just, am. When I it's guess just... I am. I was, I was shocked to learn, though, that we have a sunshine recorder. <laughs> I did not know we had a sunshine recorder. There have been only three completely days, uh, completely clear days in January, and a handful of days with a mix of sun and clouds. 
According to the Climatology Office, overall the month has seen 17 totally cloudy days, including the string of seven that we're in right now that began last Tuesday when the sun was last seen. This is not unusual. January normally sees 15 totally cloudless days, so the number isn't far from the usual. But the dreary days have been more clamped together uh, with thick enough clouds to limit the amount of sunlight getting through. Uh, Just a minute. I heard rumors this morning that uh, we had some sunshine up in Duluth. Uh, One of the uh, weather sites tweeted about it. Uh, but then the tweet was deleted. Oh. <laughs> so I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> take it down. Take it down. We take it back. There is no sun. The record for consecutive days with zero minutes of sunshine is 15 from October 30 to November 13, 1972. Skies were cloudy in the Twin Cities for 14 consecutive days from December 26, 1991 to January 8, 1992. Uh, so... Uh, we haven't even come close to the to the record for the longest string of cloudy days, but taken in total, apparently January has been the cloudiest since 1963. You know, what? Mm-hmm. maybe what we could do is much like how the 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 old neighbor used to have people call in if it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we could have people call. Hey, is the sun? Shining in your yard. What's going on are? in your area? We don't have to do that because uh, right now I am on the MnDOT uh, website and I am hitting all of the traffic cams all around Minnesota. Let me click on Grand Portage here. Furthest away, yeah, it's gloomy there. Oh, gloomy there. Very gloomy. She almost peeped out this morning. She got close. A little bit, yeah. About nine-ish. And it was snowing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Snow and sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I think it's making you crazy, Mr. I'm, Joe. I got the bad cold. Let me go up to uh, Ely and <laughs> see what we have in Ely. No, it's cloudy in Ely. Frequent emailer Tom Wilson writes, uh, referring to the that string of five muggings inside of what two hours on Sunday yeah. in St. Paul. Uh, he writes, until these kids are caught in possession of plastic bags, Melvin will not take action. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Isn't it? That's, they're caught in possession of plastic bags. Sad but that's, true. That's where even we're headed. The, even if the plastic bags had drugs in them. Uh, yeah, right. I'm in Red Lake right now. Clouds there. Mm. Yeah. You me, can stop looking, Rain Man. <laughs> you go over to Thief River Falls. You're done. Thief River's your last stop. War Road, uh, War Road gloomy. Well, well, you know what we could do then next? Let's hit up the Wisconsin DOT uh, website. What do you got? Stacy, the GLG. Geologist notes, I'm sure you heard about these yesterday. It looks like both the 7.7 and 6.1 quakes were along the same fault line between the North American and Caribbean plates. These plates are sliding past each other laterally versus up and down. The North American plate is moving at a rate of 19 millimeters per year with respect to the Caribbean plate. That was the earthquake that struck off Jamaica. There was a tsunami threat. I don't believe that uh, developed. And uh, roads were upheaved in uh, the Caymans. Yep. Fergus Falls, on, cloudy. Mother's, mother's on fire. Fargo, here I come. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> cloudy. Charles, maybe he doesn't want me to use his last name, offers a, an end of the world. A longtime listener, first-time emailer. The snowplow took out some bricks on a retaining wall in my front yard. This is in St. Louis Park. I let the city know and got the following email from the city manager. Please note after Tom's signature line that I guess you can refer to Tom as he, him, his. You are correct. It's over. 
And here's the email from the city manager. Hi, Charles. Goodness. Thanks very much for sharing this. I apologize for not getting back to you sooner. I will be contacting operations staff immediately, and we will be back in touch about the damage to your property. Tom Harmoning, and then parenthetically, he, him, his. City manager, St. Louis Park. That's interesting, but I just found some. Where? Beaver Creek. It's on I-90, just a few miles from the South Dakota border. Really? It looks wow. Like, it looks like blue sky, too. Yeah. Wow. Oddly enough, Joe, we have a, uh, we have a call into the studio line. <laughs> right. From? Gil. Gil? Hey, Joe. Gil? Gil. How the hell are you? Pretty good. What's on your mind? Well, I'm looking out back. Yep. I can see nothing. All I can see is clouds. I don't see any sun. <laughs> right. got sun down there. Where are you calling from, Gil? This is a back porch. I know, but I, I meant I meant geographically. Where, where, what part of the state? Right here. Where, where are you? Uh, is it cloudy where you are, Gil? Is in my area? Yeah, just we don't have any sun for right. about a week. Yep. Yesterday, about two seconds of sun, I see it coming down there. I come around the corner, look it up, there's a little bit of hole in the clouds. Yep. I see the sun. Yeah. Now, what the Sam hell is this? This is weird. <laughs> see the sun for about two weeks. That's right. Are you uh, are you in Cottage Grove? No, I'm higher than that. Higher than that. <laughs> I'm up by Ramses. You're up by what? I'm up by Ramses. Ramses. Uh, Ramses, uh, the, the, up the north. Yeah, by me. Oh, up by where uh, our newsman John Height lives. Yeah, the guy that does the um, um, the guy, Italian commercial. The guy that hates <laughs> Trump. <laughs> wow. yeah, said, yeah, yeah, this is the guy. Let me talk to this guy. Hey, news guy. Yeah, yeah. what do you need, guys? What's the deal with Trump? Why you, do you sing a song? Do you sing a uh, hate Trump song? You gotta stop this. I, I just re- report him. the news, Gil. That's all I do. <laughs> Uh, Gil, I think I, I'm one of your people, but I, 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 I'm not. I'm having a hard time understanding you, Gil. Uh, it's it's Kenny. Kenny, it's, Kenny Olson. It's your friend Kenny, yeah. Gil. Yeah, this is the mean one. Yeah. 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 He doesn't think he goes out to everybody. How did you know to call us, Gil? We're doing a podcast. I did. I just called to complain about the uh, the clouds. Yeah. We have got no sun here. Right. How the hell is that going to grow? Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's a few months away, Gil. Well, we gotta have it. Yeah. It's gonna be cloudy every day. We're not gonna have any beets. That's right. Beets would uh, would take a beating. Beach. I had a good crop of beets last time. We made one hell of a beet salad. Yep. Well, that's great. Thank you for calling us. So if you, I'll tell you what. Tell you what I'll do. Yep. If I grow some good uh, beets this year. Yep. I'll take the beats off and come on to the studio to give you a nice salad. Oh All right. My God. Thank you. Yeah? Yep. Okay, oh. I'm going to go back to the pet and the dog here. I'm going to go on uh, somebody. I think there's a package from Amazon. Yep. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I I only understood like about 5% of what he said. The beat line alone was worth the yeah, phone I was going to say, I hope yeah. you didn't understand I, that I did understand line. that one, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Where are you calling from? The Where? back porch. <laughs> back porch. <Yeah. laughs> like, that's the dumbest question he's ever heard. <laughs> one time I asked the CP, 
after she returned from voting, I said, who'd you go with? And she said, myself. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Excuse me, take a break, please. I have a buddy who every year has three New Year's resolutions. Let's call him Bob. He rarely succeeds in these resolutions, and he's not alone. Only 10% of us do succeed. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Because Bob wants to read more? No. Because Bob wants to lose 20 pounds? No, we're not going to help with that. But we can help him with the third resolution, and that is to save money. He can start by calling the Canopy Group with its 20 professional agents. They can help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage. The Canopy Group's 16 companies assure Bob's success, not just this year. They will do this for Bob every year. Bob will get the best coverage at the best price. Our clients save an average of $628 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with Bob who succeed in accomplishing at least one New Year's resolution. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Yesterday I told you about the fellow who purchased a uh, Rolex in the PX during his military service. Yes. And it's now made many of the news sites around the world. Uh, And all we know is that his name is Dave. He paid $345.97 for the watch in 1974 while serving in the Air Force. He said he planned to use the watch to scuba dive, but decided it was too nice for the water and tucked it away in a safe deposit box until he brought it to a show taping in West Fargo of Antiques Roadshow. Hmm. Appraiser Peter Plains told David the watch was similar to one once worn by Paul Newman that auctions for about $200,000. And because it had the tiny word oyster inscribed on the face, that made it extremely, extremely rare, which could double the value. David toppled to the ground when he learned the watch could sell for 400 When he regained his footing, Plains told him that because his watch was in pristine condition, it could fetch up to $700,000, a pr- price that caused David to utter a word that was bleep from the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked up, uh, I called Moeller. Who is a Rolex dealer? Yes. Why? Why was the? Why is the watch uh, worth more because of of oyster? And oyster is a reference to the type of case it is. Uh, it's it's a clamshell. It takes its name from oyster, the creature that seals the watch against any water. And sure. so, so the word oyster is uh, it was it just a higher end Rolex. Plus, it was a cosmograph. Which uh, Paul Newman uh, made famous in the movie Winning. Okay. Oh, great movie. Yeah, and uh, there's a great story about the about the Newman Rolex we've uh, we've mentioned before. Uh, I don't want to go into it again, but it, I think that went for a million dollars. The one Newman actually owned. Mm. But in any event, I guess what I'm learning is that the guy. Uh, I, we're not learning why he decided to keep it in a safe deposit box, but it turns out that because he had everything, including the bill of sale, the box it came in, provenance, is uh, that what provenance, it's and it had the it had a a, a a sticker on the back of the watch 
that never that you never see because they wear off from wearing it. Sure. And uh, his was not worn off, and that that lit up the eyes of the appraiser. Gosh, he was going crazy. Please tell me he sold it. Was there was this a brand new episode? Or it's one I've never seen before. So there was no follow up afterward. It was sunny in the thing. It was, looked and like short, a summer shirt sleeve, so yeah. it was summer. No, no, not just, cloudy in Fargo. I just hope he sold it and made a mint, and he's happy and retired and whatnot. Every time I see that show, I, I root for somebody who's told, "Hey, your doll is yeah. worth five hundred grand." I say, "Here, here, give me the five hundred. Yeah. Just yell, yeah. sold, sold, sold." Time. <laughs> do you uh, do you guess the prices beforehand? Absolutely. Too? Are you ever shocked at the absolute garbage art that is sometimes worth fifty to seventy thousand dollars? Yes, I, I mean, am. It looks like somebody painted it with their butt. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. Uh, but it seems like it's uh, paintings cons- consistently that make the big money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were gracious enough. This is actually this is addressed to Reavers. No, oh. you were gracious enough to send an autographed T-shirt for my neighbor. Robert Clinker. Oh, yeah. This is Klinkner. the one Kenny spilled coffee on. Down here in uh, <laughs> North Mankato. He is going to love it, especially with the GL uh, apparel we got him. At any rate, his official retirement party is on the 31st of January. That's this Friday. Is it possible that you can give him a little shout-out oh, no, on the we podcast don't, we don't do that. on the 30th? Do no, we? no, we'll do it on the 29th. Uh, Robert is retiring as a U.S. Army Command Sergeant Major, the highest rank you can achieve oh. as an enlisted person. No, we don't do that for enlisted people right. at all, do we? Right. No, I don't no, think so. He has served multiple sure. tours in both Iraq <laughs> and, in, and in Afghanistan, along with many deployments around the world. Uh, any quick words would be much appreciated. I mean, we appreciate uh, his service, but we're not going to give him a shout-out. I like the fact that he's lowered his standards and he listens to us. Right. right. <laughs> on a lighter note... <laughs> but we're not going to say props or anything. Right. On a lighter note, a ray of hope note, Robert went into his two boys' bedrooms. Their age is about 8 and 10. And they had figured out on their own how to get the GL on the Alexa thingy, and we're listening to the podcast. Good oh, kids. All right. All right. All right. Good kids. Uh, we can shout out to them, right? No, yeah, we're not going to. No, we'll, no, we'll say hi to his kids. What's his the kids guy's are name again? Cool. Uh, U.S. Army Robert. Command Sergeant Major Robert Klinkner. But yeah, we don't do those things. No, you got to be surrounded, sir, by people that are smarter than that to ask for a shout out for yeah. you and, and your wonderful life. And by the way, Joe, I wasn't joking. So I went and got a, a shirt from our guy Ross down in promotions, had all of you guys sign it. Dum Dum comes over. I'm really sorry. I said, "What? There's a giant coffee stain by yeah, the armpit." Right. Did you send the guy the coffee stained one? Absolutely. Hell yes. That's custom. That's custom. That's GL coffee that's spilled on there. I would just like to say hi to Robert's two kids. How you doing, kiddos? And if you smell that coffee stain, you can kind of get a feel for what was in Kenny's beard that day. <laughs> yeah, there might be some beard hair on there with, with cottage cheese clinging right. to oh, it. Exactly. God. Gross. Oh, That's better than a shout out. Jeez Louise. We're not, uh, oh, we are going to be working that day, aren't we? Is it next week we're off? We're off Feb 6 and 7. Oh, yeah, next week, right. That's the uh, work needs to be done in the studio. Yeah. And uh, so they're kicking us out. They don't really want us around. Right? Is I can't blame a, them. Is it still a big secret why the work is being done? Uh, I don't even know that it is. It's cameras, isn't it? Yeah, camera installation. Yeah. So, so are we going to be, be uh, able to be seen on TV? Is like, this like, what channel? Is this TV? <laughs> what channel? Is this oh mean I can watch Jack Benny? Oh. It's it will yes, be it for uh, it will be for online promotion. Will it be the, in color? <laughs> yeah, I got three. Why is this thing in color? Do you what? have a color set? 
I got three. Why? <laughs> if you're grilling this weekend, do not forget to make your visit to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. <laughs> you know you'll be grilling. The Super Bowl has become a national national holiday, even though it's on a Sunday. And uh, Spencer has laid in some great new meat. Meat. 14 kinds of summer sausage. Fresh pork belly and side pork. Pre-made, oven-ready meatloaf. They got, the, they got your dog in mind, too, because the dog likes to hang out with you when you're grilling. Of course. So you give him a raw or a smoked dog bone or a pig's ear. He'll stay away from the grill at that point. And then if Ma's in the kitchen all barefoot making soup, <laughs> oh, we got the... Uh, Throw a bone to her. GL Joe at Garage Logic. We got, the, uh, we got the oxtails, the beef shanks, the pork hocks, fresh and smoked pork neck bones, also a new brat that would be great for Super Bowl Sunday because you can kind of laugh up your sleeve at the Green Bay Packers. Beer cheese brat. Oh, oh. Pork beer cheese, cheese curds, bacon, green onion, cheddar cheese, GLers grill all year round. They're more than happy to give you grilling tips at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats because they do, after all, have 130 flavors of lean pork brats that must be grilled, not boiled. Mm -hmm. Ham, bacon, ribeye, steaks, chicken, smoked salmon, beef jerky to gnaw on before you even get out of the store. Uh, But get up there. Uh, uh, It's going to be great. Here, I'll even give you a number uh, if I still have it. Yeah, I do. You can call ahead if you want. Maybe you're trying to put together some kind of Super Bowl gift box. 651-426-2800. That gets you right to the uh, city desk there in the butcher counter. Mm-hmm. 651-426-2800. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Souchere Show. Huh? Can you repeat yourself? <laughs> Do what now? The Earth is not your mother. Oh my goodness, you deaf doofus. You need to put a suppressor on that muzzle. Save what little hearing you have left and go to dk.com uh, up in New Brighton. And K- kindly, or, by the way, kindly. Uh, huh? <laughs> and or Monticello Pond and Gun and have my pals... Uh, around, uh, well, these guys here that I work with, they, they don't call them suppressors. Uh, they call them silencers. Yeah. And they think they go like this. Poof, 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 poof. It's not quite that good, but they will cut a lot of decibels and they will help uh, extend your hearing or the life of your ears. Uh, but it's nothing like the movies. DKMags.com, they have a wonderful variety of suppressors for all calibers. Uh, actually, truth be told, they have a wonderful variety of everything at DK Mags and Monticello Pond and Gun. The prices, tolerable. The staff members, seriously, the most chill group of dudes you'll ever meet in a gun shop with the best knowledge base I've ever encountered. And the best part, they're all GLers. They're us. That means when you stroll in, you got to brag it up a little bit, and they're going to throw a little something-something your way. Uh, you know... They're going to give you a little something for the effort. Free stuff. A lovely parting gift. We're all GLers at DKMags.com in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun. Johnny Haidt. Thank have you, you Joe. Have you written a song? I have. Well, about uh, 10 minutes ago, Kenny challenged me. About the uh, fellow in St. Louis Park? Yeah, your, your uh, uh, pronouns there. Uh, the city manager signs his name, Tom... Harmoning, he, him, his. He, him, his. Yep. Right? It just seems like a, a song lyric to me. He, him, his. Well, I, I, I took the pronoun idea and I wrote a little thing uh, while we were doing the last segment, paying absolutely no attention to whatever the hell you guys were talking about. Well, that's right. normal. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let me see if I can do it, huh? Yeah. 
first time <laughs> ever, right here. A he, her, him, she, they. Good start. Sometimes I don't know what to say. There's so many pronouns I can't keep track. Let's just throw them all in a great big sack. Bam! We're gonna mix them up and pick one out. If it's the wrong one, please don't shout. Solo! Practicing now. Yeah, you're just, yeah. just practicing you're now. just jamming now. With himself. <laughs> yeah. Now, one more verse. Okay. <laughs> Can we make this simple like it used to be? Because a he's a he and a she's a she. Thank okay, you. Here's go. John Heights newscast. Not just a newsman, he's All a right. guitar man. Thank you, John. That was cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you for suggesting that, Kenny. I think it was a demand more than a suggestion. It was a demand. Uh, one uh, sad sports note before we get to news. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer and uh, former Vikings defensive end Chris Dolman died late Tuesday night after battling brain cancer. He was 58 years old. Uh, you might remember he had surgery to remove a brain tumor back in 2018. The Vikings... Uh, <laughs> Jesus, put your mic off to one side. What? Oh, you're, you're breathing, you're breathing like right you into your just side. ran a marathon. <laughs> I thought, can we plug into Ricey? Is Ricey waiting by the... Okay, okay. Just put it off to one side. I got it. Okay. You sounded like, uh, who's the guy with the uh, the medal? The, uh, oh, uh, Darth uh, Vader? No. You are correct, sir. No. Lou, the, uh, uh, the treasure hunter. Lou the treasure hunter? No, the no, treasure, treasure hunter. Stu. Stu, yes. Stu, as you say. Sir. Exactly. <laughs> the Vikings drafted Dolman in the first round of the 1985 <laughs> NFL draft. He played for the Vikings from 1985 to 83 and again in 1999. To close out his career, the Vikings traded Dolman to Atlanta in 1994 Played two seasons with the Falcons, then three with the 49ers before he came back to the Vikings for his final season. He had 150 and a half career sacks, eight interceptions, earned him eight Pro Bowl appearances, two first-team All-Pro nods, and enshrinement in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2012. He was also on the All-Decade team. Was he? Yeah, in the 90s. <clears throat> I wonder if there's a relationship between brain cancer and CTE. I don't I've know. I've never heard that. Yeah. Did you guys see, though, that three days ago? He had tweeted out, you know, I'm cancer-free yeah. for two years. Yeah. Wow. I did. Yeah. No, not the hour. No kidding. <sighs> uh, news, a correctional officer assaulted and sent to the hospital with serious injuries after being attacked by an inmate. According to Sherburne County Sheriff's Office, at 11.33 a.m. on Monday, a 50-year-old correctional officer was performing routine duties on the second floor of the housing unit when he passed 24-year-old Hakeem Alexander Coles, an inmate who was on the phone, after the officer walked by, Coles put the phone down and hit him on the head from behind. He fell to the ground, and Coles continued to assault him, hitting him multiple times in the head, according to the sheriff's office. Other officers responded, took Coles in to custody. Coles is a U.S. Marshal Service inmate being held on federal first-degree aggravated robbery charges. You'll remember this story. He's being held in connection with a robbery at Cowboy Jack's last August, oh, yeah. where he held a general manager captive and eventually knocked her out. Yep. He had been fired by the bar earlier. Coles has not been charged yet for the attack, but could face additional federal charges, according to the sheriff's That's office. That's not really a 
wise way to go through life, is it? No. And, he, and there's a reason he just said he doesn't like law enforcement officers. Yeah. That's why he told them. The officer's going to be okay, though. Yes, the officer will recover. You said he hasn't been charged with the Cowboy Jacks thing? No, yet? with this, with the attacking the Oh, I got you. Uh, I'm sorry. The okay. officer. 34-year-old man was sentenced Tuesday to 10 months in jail for allowing a half-ton boulder to fall from his truck in Rosemount, fatally hit two people in a car heading the other way. The sentencing of Joseph Check of Hastings came after he pleaded guilty last month in Dakota County District Court to two counts of criminal vehicular homicide. This all happened back in July of 2018. It killed 67-year-old Karen Christensen and her daughter, 32-year-old Jenna Christensen. We talked about this when it happened, too. I remember this vividly. Yeah, he was driving as part of his business along Rich Valley Boulevard. Shortly after 4.30 in the afternoon, he had unsecured boulders in the back of his commercial truck. When the truck crossed over railroad tracks, one of the boulders flew out of the truck bed, crossed the median, crashed into the windshield of the oncoming car, killing the two women. He kept driving for nearly a mile afterward before he pulled over, according to surveillance video. He walked around the truck, got back in, and drove off in the direction he had been heading. He pulled over once more a short while later for about two minutes and again resumed driving. He never reported the incident to police. He was arrested two days later at an Inver Grove Heights home. One lesson that I, I continue to adhere to, even uh, driving cars, is my motorcycle career taught me, don't follow anything being trailered. Right. Anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My father-in-law also added, especially on Friday afternoons, mm-hmm. because those guys have one thing on their mind, and that's getting to the bar once what's they the, drop what's off. What's my there. phrase on Twitter, fellas? Strap your crap. Strap down your crap. Yep. <clears throat> Police have located the vehicle that hit that he died, a high school student who was getting on a school bus. The Chevrolet Malibu found in Mankato, according to Edina Police. This is an uplifting news case, Johnny. <laughs> well, you know, the news is the news. Chris. She's okay, though. That's, there's the uplifting yeah. part. Oh, She's okay. Good. Police still haven't made any arrests in the hit and run, but they're investigating the student, taken to a hospital, released with no major injuries. The school bus had its arm out, lights flashing. When it stopped to pick up the student at France and Halifax Avenues, the motorist drove onto the shoulder on the right side of the bus Jesus. where it hit the student, according to to a city spokeswoman. I don't get, because I walk my kid to school every day, mm-hmm. the people that are so impatient and unwilling to wait 30 seconds. Right. As soon as you see a bus, you're, what? you should, it should, should yeah. be on guard. Then you know what? Dink, leave earlier. Because mm-hmm. you're going to encounter kids going to school. Mm-hmm. All right. That was my soapbox. I'm now off. As a, as a father, that's your advice. Shut up, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump <laughs> berating his former national security advisor, John Bolton, on Twitter this morning. Bashing his former top aide after the aide reportedly contradicted a key element of the president's impeachment defense in an upcoming book. The president went as far to suggest that if Bolton, long considered a conservative war hawk, were still in the White House, the U.S., quote, would be in World War VI by now. Those comments came hours after another tweet in which Trump asked, why didn't John Bolton complain about this nonsense a long time ago when he was very publicly terminated? Bolton, though, asserts he was not fired. Earlier this week, the New York Times reported that according to a manuscript of Bolton's book, which it obtained, Trump told Bolton in August that nearly $400 million in aid to Ukraine would not be released until the country provided all the information it had in connection to the investigation of Democrats that the president sought. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Republican from California, at a closed-door meeting of his conference on Tuesday admonished Republicans for not raising enough money, telling the members, quote, we're getting our ass kicked. The stark message came amid rising concerns the Democratic Party committees and candidates are building a massive financial advantage, compromising the GOP's chances of reclaiming the House in November. 
At the meeting, McCarthy, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, and National Republican Congressional Committee Chairman from Minnesota, Tom Emmer, urged members to step up their fundraising and their contributions to the NRCC. Boy, I'm tired of the political class in general. I mm-hmm. just really am. Yep. Yeah. Good, good luck with that changing. Right. <laughs> Waseca High School hockey players will honor that local police officer shot in the line of duty, a tribute that likely will not run afoul of state high school league regulations. Last week, the girls and boys hockey teams planned to honor Officer Eric Matson by wearing game jerseys emblazoned with Waseca police and the officer's badge number on the front, his name on the back. But that was scrapped after the Minnesota State High School League informed them that the jerseys didn't meet league regulations. Well, determined to honor the officer, the teams will add a regulation-sized patch with Matson's badge number, 222, to the front of their game day jerseys. Chris Bonvino, whose company Gemini Athletic Wear made the jerseys, said these kids want to support this officer because he was their dare officer. He's a respected and much-loved member of the community. Meanwhile, Bonvino says he's also sold more than 100 jerseys and sweatshirts that are similar to the original tribute jersey, that he made for the hockey team is about $5,000 in proceeds will be donated to the Matson family at the girls' hockey game on Friday. The photo of the team in these jerseys has mm-hmm. been circulating on Twitter. They're, they actually they look really cool. Mm-hmm. That was a really nice job. Update, uh, we told you about a ticket sold in Coon Rapids, Powerball ticket, winning a million bucks over the weekend. We now know who won it. A group of more than two dozen co-workers have claimed the $1 million lottery prize. Well, are they going to be squabbling? <laughs> yeah, right. They're going to be squabbling. Well, I went and bought the ticket. I should get extra. The Minnesota Lottery said 28 people who call their lottery pool Team APG claimed the prize Tuesday afternoon. So what do you walk away with, Rook? Is it 60%? Oh, half. you got to pay half. It's get... 35 before taxes. They'll each get 35 grand before taxes. Okay. So take away, what, 12 maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like they, be, they won't have to pay the half because they're not in that bracket. In other words, they ain't quitting. Right. <laughs> no, they ain't quitting. See you tomorrow. Well, one member of the group was quoted as saying, if we just had one more number, our group name would now be retired. <laughs> uh, Dustin Uran of Minneapolis purchased his ticket. He said he didn't know the ticket was a big winner until he scanned it Monday morning at a lottery retailer. He said, I scanned it, and it said winner, contact lottery office. So I scanned it again, and I thought, that's different. I knew it had to be either fifty grand or $1 million or a glitch. Uran said after returning to the office, he looked up Saturday's winning numbers and saw one of the tickets had won $1 million. At that point, nobody had mentioned it to him, uh, so he said apparently nobody checks their tickets. With the Powerball jackpot now at $394 million, the team says they'll have a few more co-workers looking to join their pool. That also brings up Reno 911, one of the best skits ever, (laughs) the wrong lottery numbers. Before you go on to the next story, uh, Such, you went to St. Thomas, right? I did. Did you not get the breakfast invitation for this morning? There was a breakfast there that we we all should have been invited uh, to. What's that? Breakfast with the mayors. Really? Oh, Both mayors on. had a breakfast. Mayor Sushere oh, should be there. I'm a mayor. Yes. It's trending on Twitter, and uh, evidently uh, everybody that attended this meeting absolutely loves both mayors. Oh, it's, wonderful. Yeah. The, uh, so I bet the alumni class went, Jesus, don't tell Sushere. Yeah. He's a mayor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast with the mayors. It was this morning, 730 to 9. I'm sorry we missed it. Yeah. Me too. Firefighters in Florida said a hazmat team responded... <laughs> to a gas station where a man filling up his boat confused the fishing pole holder for the gas tank. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, you know. <laughs> yes, Joe. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> wow. 
Orange County Fire Rescue said the customer. You know what? That goes to the file. You ain't going to. Th- Never done that. <laughs> yeah, right. Look what I haven't done, dear. The customer in Orlando was attempting to fill up his 18-foot boat about 11.35 a.m. this Monday when he accidentally pumped 30 gallons of gas directly into the cockpit of the boat. Wow. Fire Rescue said the man pumped about 60 bucks worth of fuel into the cockpit and then put another 40 bucks worth of gas into the actual gas tank. The hazmat team was able to siphon most of the gas out of the boat. No injuries or evacuations were reported. At what point did he not realize? What what did he... Uh, Reporting isn't what he used to be, so maybe he put it on automatic and went into the store so, yeah. and bought a sandwich or something. And had to stick it in the I got to go get some pole. smokes. I got to get yeah. some, yeah. Right, yeah, really. I need a new lighter. I need one more beer. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Mayor Melvin Carter on public safety. We are no longer simply reactive. We are doubling down on our youth and investing in them before something bad happens. That doesn't work, Melvin. No more library late fines. No, no. more rec centers. College-bound savings accounts. Yeah, that's gonna help. <laughs> You're the man, man. Problem solved, downtown St. <laughs> Paul. Is that a quote from him? That's no yeah, more. Oh I just read it. God. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow, who lives in St. Paul here again? <laughs> oh yeah, that's you over there yeah. in the corner. I hey, but you know what? They're not going to raise your property tax. They're just going to give the 1% sales tax. So that'll take care of everything. Yeah. Charges against a Tennessee man who lit up a joint in court. Oh, boy. 20-year-old Spencer Boston was arrested Monday, charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession after he sparked up in the courtroom. Wilson County Sheriff Robert Bryan said Boston was in court on a simple drug possession charge. So he was in court for weed. <laughs> And then lit up a joint. He well, he's living up to his convictions. He yeah. Had, well, he, yeah. Did he want to go to jail? I bet he did. He approached uh, he's the bench. He's making a dope statement. He approached the bench <laughs> to discuss his sentence, but instead expressed his view on legalizing marijuana. At that point, he reached in his pocket. Was it like that scene in Big Lebowski where uh, old man Lebowski and uh, the big and the dude are talking, and uh, the dude says, Mind if I burn a J? <laughs> <laughs> he reached into his pocket, pulled out the joint, lit it, smoked it, and was immediately taken into custody. Uh, the courtroom crowd chuckled, according to Sheriff's Office Lieutenant Scott Moore. Well, it's happened again. It will continue to happen. A, a woman reported to be the oldest who ever lived has died at the age of 127. Wow. Japanese? Uh, she's from... Uh, t- one of the stand countries? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Tajikistan. Tajikistan? Tajikistan. Took me a while. Was she ever happy? That, that, there was a picture of her. She didn't look happy, yeah. but who knows. <laughs> Fatima? Happiness really kills, doesn't it? Her picture's in the Krabby Coffee Show. Yeah. <laughs> Never had a happy day in my life. Fatima Mirzakulova. The key to a long life. Right. Anger and hatred. <laughs> Fatima Mirzakulova was allegedly born in what is now, why can't I say it? Tajikistan. Tajikistan. Tajikistan? T-A-G-I-K. <laughs> you called it Taj- three different things. Tajikistan? T-A-G-I-K. Tajikistan. 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 Whatever. Anyway. With closed mouth, you say Tajikistan. Allegedly, she was born March 13, 1893. Throughout her long, long life, she would have survived Tsarist Russia, the Soviet Union, and the independence of that country I can't pronounce after the fall of communism. Although her age was never officially verified, she left behind eight children, around 200 grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and great-great-grandchildren. You didn't know any one of them either. <laughs> Especially Johnny, not in the last days. Yes. Who are all these Tajikistan. people? Hmm? What? Tajikistan. 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 
She lived in the town of Dakana in the north of Tajikistan, around a six and a half hour drive from the capital, Dushanbe. She worked all her life, how about this, her entire life in a kolkhoz or collective farm. Sure. Mm. I bet she grew a lot of beets. Yep, I bet she did. (laughs) They're believed to be 78 people over the age of 100 years old in that country. The world's oldest ever verified woman was the French woman Jeanne-Louis Calment, who died at the age of 122 in August 1997. This morning, Jacob Fry shared his favorite fortune cookie. Oh, God. The true patriot is the person who gets a parking ticket and rejoices because the system works. What? (laughs) This is a made-up story. You're making all these up. You would think, but no, I'm not. These are our mayors. These these are the guys They're that children. run our city. They're children. Oh, These quotes word. are unbelievable. It's it's trending on Twitter. All you have to do is click it. You can no. read all this for yourself. I'd rather Gosh. not. Oh, wow! A burglar broke into Billy Joel's home this week and vandalized several of his very expensive motorcycles, according to a new report. Burglary took place at the singer's New York home, located in Nassau County, sometime. Between Saturday and Monday, destroying a total of 12 motorcycles oh, wow. that the 70-year-old possesses at the property. Why would they do that? Yeah, isn't that just silly? He wrecked, they steal wrecked them. a bunch They'll of other stuff, them. too. Yeah. Right. yeah, good point. Good point. There we go. There's a good criminal. Yeah, steal them. Yeah, <laughs> take them. <laughs> just take them, kids. Don't wreck them. The intruder, whether it was more than one person has not been specified, broke through the glass door of the garage, according uh, to TMZ. His home office was also wrecked. But additional details about the damage have not been released. He's reportedly a big uh, bike fanatic and even owns a shop with vintage choppers in his native Long Island. According to the report, cops are still investigating the crime. A representative for the singer-songwriter has not released any statements. Mayor Carter, systems don't fail. Systems do exactly what they are designed to do. We need to rethink the systems from the core, not fix them as they are today. I, I don't. It means I, nothing. I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean anything. Just gibberish. I've got to turn. I got to click this. Yeah, I wish you would. This it will be back shortly. Driving me crazy. <laughs> is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Souchere. Jack's Cafe is located in northeast Minneapolis, and it is a place where you can have a wonderful meal and have great ambiance. And, you know, I talk about the ambiance because it is second to none. Regardless of what the season is, the back patio is always decorated. It is beautiful to look at, and it doesn't matter what season it is. And then they, of course, bring you out a fine cocktail, and then you brought out a wonderful meal, and then by the end of the night, you're having dessert, you're going home thinking, I really got to get back to Jack's Cafe. Online at jaxcafe.com. Again, Northeast Minneapolis. Call them for reservations or to book your event, whether it's a wedding party or a work party or maybe a family get-together, 612-789-7297, 612-789-7297. Ask about the Rookie VIP GL Date Night menu. By the way, I just want a quick reminder for Valentine's Day. That menu is not available. They get pretty busy on Valentine's Day. So be sure if you go there on Valentine's Day, you are ordering off the regular menu. You won't be disappointed. J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. Don't forget to tell them the Rook sent you. And you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast.
5950. Love you for thank you for keeping track, bro. 5960. <laughs> there you go. Uh, please share with the listeners what we've been talking about off here. Uh, apparently the two mayors, uh, Jacob Fry and Melvin Carter, had a breakfast with the mayors at the University of St. Thomas this morning. Mm-hmm. And Kenny's been astonished at what he's been reading and he somehow linked you to the same Twitter feed. And what are you discovering? What are they? Why? What is the purpose of their tweeting? Well, Kenny's approaching it very differently than I am because Kenny said attack it with humor. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah. if you go and you do use the hashtag MSP Mayors, you're you're seeing a litany of people that obviously attended this particular breakfast over at St. Thomas, and they're loving what they're hearing and they're loving what they're seeing and they're loving the vision that these two. But they're clowns hearing are they're providing. hearing gibberish. That's exactly right. This. Share share with me some more of what you're All reading. Right. Four hours ago, Kelly Wolf tweeted the following quote: "Let's from this point forward, let's not mention names. Yeah. Let's oh, just, good point. Let's yeah. just quote. I'll go to a different one. Just, All right. Uh, just quote them. Four hours ago, someone tweeted the following quote: The question should not be what's the one thing we can do for our yes, children, but what are all the things we can do, Mayor Carter? Yes." Three exclamation points. <laughs> Thank you for leading with kids. Do you know what? who President Sullivan is? Sure. Julie Sullivan's the president yeah. of the school. This, uh, here's a fella who says, excellent job for the U of M St. Thomas, the, excuse me, University of St. Thomas for providing space for the mayor's breakfast today. President Sullivan spoke of all for the common good in her welcome, which to me, when I see all for the common good, what do you think of? I'll answer that by reading an email. <laughs> I think of it as communism. Right. <laughs> Mayor Carter also said, comfort and change are opposites. Carter spoke about attending last week the opening ceremony of a St. Paul location for the Coven, a new co-working place for women, trans, and non-binary community members. Yeah. It's electric, a reimagination of who we are. I don't know what a reimagination of who we are. I read an article about that space. It's simply a workspace for women. Which okay, but, but I read they, that too. But, but they tacked on all these uh, special, you know, twenty twenty words to make it seem like it's more than just a workspace for women. Yes, you in the back. This one I find the most troubling. I will not name the person that no. tweeted it out. But this is from Mayor Jacob Fry, and all of you taxpayers in the city of Minneapolis, buckle up. Click <laughs> quote. Affordable housing should be in every quadrant of the city. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. End quote. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's part of their, what's the year plan? The 2040. 2040 plan. Which amazes me because we're not supposed to, these are the same people that tell you you have 10 but years But, Joe, left. how are people this stupid? <laughs> well, what's under attack in the salon is private property ownership and single-family dwellings. But I told you off the air, these two mayors aren't doing any more than just giving the people what they want and these people are lapping it up and they how have we it. got to this point where there's so many people that are brainwashed like this young woman that just tweeted that out and well, this is great for the city and what's alarming they might turn around and vote for bernie well oh, here's here's dear, from ground zero dear god but factor this into what we're hearing here this is from cal annandale high school science department chair head boys track coach on and on and on Mayor, you were discussing on the show today about the young folks committing armed robbery in St. Paul, and I felt a need to weigh in. 
In my 36-plus years of education, one of the things I have noticed that has changed in kids today is their lack of fear of consequences. Mm. When I was a sophomore in high school, we were afraid of the seniors. You lip off to them, and you would meet lockers. Nowadays, the freshmen and younger will say anything to anyone. They know there will be no consequences. The same can be said of teachers and even police officers in our schools. Students will say anything because they know there will be no consequences, or if you try to impose some, their parents will come to their rescue. Fortunately, there are some that are pushing back, as illustrated by the following story. A local business person was interested in mentoring a young person in the summer and found a young lad to hire and told him to start work at 8 a.m. Monday. Monday morning rolled around and at 8 a.m., no kid. 8.16, the boy rolls in, typing on his phone. The boss called him into the office and said, when do we start work around here? The kid said, 8 a.m. Boss says, tell you what, I'm going to be fair with you and pay you for 20 minutes of work. Now you're fired. Tuesday rolled around, and at 8 a.m., the kid walked in with his mother, who then pleads with the boss to give him a second chance he needs to learn about work. The boss replied, I already taught him a lesson. Hopefully he learned it. Now please take your kid home for the rest of the summer. <laughs> nice. Good. That's the way. Absolutely. Uh, lack of respect for authority. Uh, a complete unawareness of consequences for your actions and behavior because they don't exist. And you have these two uh, precious mares uh, poetically speaking in circles about how to bring about responsibility, discipline, care for children, complete missing it by 100 yards every time. Mm -hmm. Missing it by 100 yards every time. If they were shooting, they wouldn't be hitting the broadside of a barn with these answers they have. There's your answer. The lack of responsibility, discipline, awareness, lack of respect for authority is rampant. It's rampant. Mm Mm-hmm. And nothing's being addressed. Nothing's being uh, done to address that because uh, uh, you're going to have your backlog when you have all your 3M retirees and the baby boomers. They all need to be replaced, even though ironically 3M had some layoffs. But that's all going to filter down. And what about when those kids are 35? I don't know what the fast forward is going to be, but we're in big trouble. Well, and if Bernie wins, that that will embolden young people. Who don't even want to work. Right. And they'll bring about revolution if they have to, to make sure they never have to work. Well, who's supposed to pay for you? And we heard Bernie yesterday. He doesn't know where it's going to come from. I don't don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You don't don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Play that again if you can find it. Give me a minute. I was just about While you look for that, Mayor Carter also said, often someone asked me if I had a magic wand, what's the one thing we can do for our kids in our community that would make a transformational difference? Carter said, what's the one thing? That's the most wrong question we could ask. When we love our children, we know what music they like. We know their idiosyncrasies. The question is, what are all the things we can do for our children? That that doesn't mean he didn't solve a problem there. He, he brought another question to answer that question. Remember the young gal? who behaved poorly at a uh, FedEx store on University Avenue and uh, carried on and screamed and kicked and cried and lashed out at the police who behaved. I saw the video 15 times. And the first thing that happened was the police get called onto the carpet, you know, did you behave yourselves? The most important thing Carter could have done as a mayor would march to that 
girl's house and get her mother out on the porch and say, you got to tell your kid how to behave. That's the most important thing he could have done. That will never occur to him, ever. I wonder where that girl is right now today. What has happened to her since? I don't know, but my point is that... No, no you made your point. They're missing. It's they're missing, they're, they're yep. missing the They're missing the whole yep. dynamic that's so <laughs> absent. The decline of moral and ethical ethical integrity is spilling over into the lack of awareness of consequences, discipline, respect for authority. It's just, and I'm seeing it with younger and younger kids. Younger and younger kids. Jobs. You are a self-proclaimed socialist. Democratic, put in there, please. Thank you. Your agenda has promised free health care for everybody, free college tuition, and to pay off people's college loans. The price tag for that is estimated to be $60 trillion over 10 years, correct? Well, look, we have political opponents you don't know, come up. You don't know how much your plan costs? You don't know. Nobody knows. This oh, is no. impossible. You're going to propose a plan to the American people and you're not going to tell them how much it costs? Of course I will. You know exactly what health care costs will be, one minute, in the next jobs. I wish I could swear. Cornered rat there. You huh? can swear. I we've, can. We've, we've, just, just we've opted, chosen not to. We've opted not to. Because I, I, I have no kind thoughts for this guy whatsoever. None. He's a phony. He's never worked. <laughs> Don't worry. All of the GLers, including our many clergy members, are swearing right, for, you doing right, it for, right, for you right, right now. Right for <laughs> I have a loaded question. I'm sure you do. Bernie gets elected. Mm-hmm. God forbid. Mm-hmm. It's November 4th because election day is November 3rd. Correct? Whatever. So yeah. it's November 4th. Bernie gets elected. Yep. There is what percent of chance that any of what he really wants to get done gets implemented? Well, I'd answer the I'd answer that this way. He will make great dents in destroying what we currently have. He won't get it accomplished, of course, but he'll 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 make great strides in in ruining ruining the United States. Because there won't won't there still be so many different layers of protection that will forbid all of that nonsense from actually happening? Well, as we've been studying the political class, uh all we can count on is for that administrative political class doing whatever they have to do to stay in that administrative political class, even if that means going along with Bernie and going along with Trump. You're seeing it there. I think that's a really good question, Chris. And isn't one of, the, one of the things, Such, uh judge appointments, mm-hmm. isn't that one of the big differences he'll make? Yeah, and it's one of the, what's one of the, it's one of the great inroads Trump has made. Right. Uh, but... You young people that are embracing socialism, you're really not thinking this through. That is a means by which your individual liberty will be taken from you. It's like they've never read anything. Karl Marx or anything or the failed... Communism has failed everywhere. Look at Venezuela. Oh, my God, it's, it's a ruined. disaster. Right. Destroyed. It, it used to be wonderful. Yeah. What was the piece, the thing I read yesterday, Kenny? Uh, Less than 40, or was it 40% yeah. of people didn't know anything about the, 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 the number of, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was going to get there, but. Uh, I know yeah. you were. Okay. But don't you understand, young people, when you when you throw your hat in the ring with Bernie and Elizabeth, you're surrendering your own individual Soul and freedom. You, You're you, surrendering your entire paycheck. You're done. Yeah, well, it, it's over. Well, they might think that they won't have to earn one. But what? But ha- it's not going to stop them from working. But think about this, though. When they realize that somebody has something that they don't, and it's yeah. all supposed to be equal, that's imagine what, how much they're going to... Well, that's what they're angry about now. They're angry at billionaires. Well, and here, millionaires. here's the other angle to Chris's question, too. 
say uh, Bernie does get elected, <laughs> that means obviously you've had kind of a leftward swing, and the Congress takes a leftward swing. Say the Democrats are in charge of the House and Senate, and Bernie's president. Yeah, that, that's when we're doing. Wow. It'll be like the St. Paul City Council, where everything is just send it through. Send but it through. won't there be a nationwide rebellion two years down the road, the next election, like we normally like see? Like the normal swing. Yeah, yeah. you would hope so. You would hope so. If but, we haven't imploded. But those two years are going to be. They're going to be tough. You know what I do right now? Hurry up and buy a new car. <laughs> right now, today, before you're not allowed to anymore. Right. Get to, get to Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, where you can also find Alfa Romeo and Fiat, and get yourself into a new vehicle now. My my street is uh, has a self-imposed one-mile-per-hour speed limit, yeah. and I'm thankful that I have an Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Really an get S- to let her loose, An huh? SUV, yeah. no, because I can rock over that stuff. Yep. It's all-wheel drive. I can rock over it. It's it's just incredible. It's like riding a mechanical bull in a cowboy bar. You think you're going to be thrown right through the windshield. <laughs> right, right. But uh, Schmelz Volkswagen, Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, the uh, southeast quadrant of Highway 61 and 36. I'm getting reports from GLers who have been discovering for themselves what great prices there are on these automobiles. The 2020 VW Tiguans are on the ground, ready for delivery. They're clearing out 2019 Fiats with discounts up to five grand on the 124 Spiders. That's the sports car that makes you get the closest you can in the year 2020 to an old British Roadster. And you can actually put the top up and down on this thing <laughs> without calling over 15. What waivers. a nice feature. Uh, Alfa Romeo 2019 clearance deals as the 2020s are around the quarter. Great selection now. Uh, it's a family-owned dealership in the third generation. I've purchased at least four to five. I can't remember. I know two Volkswagens for sure and two Alfa Romeos. But I think I think I bought a Saab from them when they were also a Saab dealership. My yeah, Volkswagen, I know I did. My Volkswagen Jetta is from Schmelz, the yeah. one I currently have. I yeah. drove it today. It's the one uh, I bought. It's a great one. <laughs> our, our buddy uh, Ken Barlow, who does weather for KSTP in the mornings, was asking about the car you drive. Mm-hmm. And was under the misimpression that you have to be super wealthy. Not at all. To buy an Alfa Romeo. That's why all you people are going to look at these German taxi cabs. Get your butt into Schmelz Countryside and look at the window stickers on these Alfa Romeos. I bought one the day I saw it. Because I was shocked at what it was priced. So you like buy it before they discover their right. error. Right. Start the car. Start the car. <laughs> write the check. Write the check. <laughs> Will you please tell them too that you are uh, present because of the GL podcast? They'll sign you up for a free one hundred dollar gift card to the uh, Blue Plate restaurant chain. You're going to enjoy your experience there. Uh, trust me, these are good people. Uh, great service. Great inventory. Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen. Fiat and Alfa Romeo in Maplewood. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Today's the day, fellas. We're going to do our big beer show slash Garage Logic happy hour at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. We're going to post this show post haste and get over there uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. And uh, by the way, Maybe you can't make it today, but their happy hour is spectacular. Three to six, Tuesday through Friday. They have a number of five dollar items on their menu, and all of their uh, all of their tap beers are five bucks. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Uh, Elevated beer, wine, and spirits is going to give away some gift cards. Fratelloni is giving away a freaking snowblower. Let's do that at the event. 
Don't know how he's going to get it there yet, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe he'll just logistics. Well, he's he'll got a truck. Well, that's true. But, but I don't. Even, well, go ahead. He'll get. He'll get it. No matter what, he's going to get it to you. So you do have to register to win. I think we're going to be giving away everything towards the end of the happy hour, right around six o'clock, just to give everybody a fair shot at uh, at registering for that chance at the snowblower. Our friends from Dasco Label will also be there to maybe give away a home brew uh, labeling kit. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Who else? Uh, Jack's going to be there. No. Oh, okay. No. Good. I'm I'm trying to avoid her. Um, I, I'm wondering if I should throw in the ramp uh, for the in the back of my truck so I can get this snowblower in the back of my truck. And I don't know that you're eligible, Kenny. That doesn't seem right. I, I'm going to have to have a word with Frat. <laughs> that just does <laughs> not seem he'll, right. He'll sell you one. You know, the he'll Super Bowl is coming up Sunday. Uh, is, have any of you heard of Laurent Duvernay-Tardif? No. No. Offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. okay. He's a doctor. He's a medical doctor. You're kidding. He, he said, I'm practicing doctor. Wow. First uh, first ever in the NFL. Is defensive end? Offensive lineman. Oh, my. He earned his doctor of medicine degree from McGill University in Canada in 2018. He plays right guard for the Chiefs. He is tasked with protecting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's the first practicing medical doctor on an NFL roster and will soon become the first medical doctor to ever play in a Super Bowl. How old is he? 28. When wow. I stepped on that stage at McGill University and got my MD last year, it was probably the best moment in my life, and one that I'm going to, uh, and after the one I'm going to have Sunday, a laughing Duvernay-Tardif alluding to the game. Uh, he's 28, he's 6 feet 5, 321 pounds. When he speaks English, the Montreal's native French accent is evident. Uh, oh, Montreal. So this is this this here's a guy who played major football and actually went to class. Right, he'll do football American to become a doctor. Some guy gets injured on the field. Uh, don't worry, fellas, I got this. Yeah, that's hey, amazing. I got her. Turn that's your head amazing. and cough. That's just amazing to me. Uh, okay, I just wanted to get that but out what's there. Odd One too, more reason to root for the Chiefs. I was just going to say. <laughs> no, go, go ahead, Rod. Nope, that was it. Uh, but what's what's interesting oh. is he hasn't been scared off, obviously, by, yeah, by a brain injury. Not. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering. You know, uh, the NFL, though, they take some static for being the no-fun league. Mm-hmm. Here's another reason they are. He wanted to put MD on the back of his jersey, and they denied the request. Oh, for Pete's sake. So he wanted his name in MD. Boy, that's 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 that would be fun. They ought to be promoting this guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's nuts. For two reasons. One, he's uh, obviously a very skilled academician. And two, uh, the league could point to him and say, well, how bad can our league be if a doctor is playing? Maybe they didn't want to wreck their image. Yeah. (laughs) You know who's the halftime? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who? It's Uh, Beyonce. No, not Or, I mean, Shakira. Shakira and... and, uh, uh, J-Lo? J-Lo, yeah. Oh. Yuck. That'll be the best halftime show with the sound off. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. The best one ever had to be Prince. Man. And it was in Miami. Mm-hmm. That was good. Best one ever. Can you make it Can rain harder? Can you make it harder? rain harder? Oh, what a crazy I line. mean, he topped U2, the Stones, anybody. U2 he, was my favorite up until the Prince halftime. Mm-hmm. All my buddies up at my talk are upset because this year they've been releasing the commercials early. Yeah. And they say the best thing about watching the game is the commercials. Is the commercials. Yeah. And I can't judge them because I don't watch it for the football or the commercials. I just don't watch. But uh, are you finding that to be the case in your household, Matthew? There are, in fact, uh, the Winona Ryder. Were they released online, you mean? Yes. Uh, they released them online. Winona Ryder, um, she was in Winona, Minnesota, and... Uh, there was another one I just saw last week, uh, that very touching one. But they're, 
That used to be the great, what's going to happen next? Like, you play the game. We, we uh, have a chalkboard is, and bets and the whole deal. It's going to be a horse commercial or a beer commercial. I or predict car. there's a black dog in the next commercial. Right. And then you <laughs> yeah. take bets. Yeah. Who, who wants a bet here? The best one was the kid, the Darth Vader kid. That oh, was yeah. wonderful. That was start Volkswagen. The car. That was Volkswagen. 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 Yeah. Volkswagen. All right, here we go, Johnny. Oh, okay. Let, uh, me, let me get back to that. We're, not, we're done playing. Apparently, there have been four NFL guys who have been doctors. I can't find who the other ones were, though. But I'll, anyway. I'll look while you're There's been a couple these. of NHL guys, too, but post-playing career. Yeah, these, this guy's he's playing. the only active one, yeah. it said. Yep. Uh, close to 100 parents packed an Osseo Maple Grove school board meeting Tuesday night after a video surfaced on social media showing two girls attacking another student is, at Maple Grove Middle School. Is this the one that Coles did? The story I don't, that I don't know. Oh, because I just I saw it last night. It's really troubling. The attack happened in December. The mother of the victim who discovered the video on her daughter's attack on social media showed the cell phone video to the folks downstairs in Five Eyewitness News. Erin Schindler told the station she was not happy after she found out, the two, <laughs> found out the two students who attacked her daughter would receive what she called four-day suspensions. She said, we were horrified by the video and we saw it. We're thankful she wasn't hurt worse than the bruises and a knot on her head. But a four-day suspension is not adequate because there's no deterrent. My daughter did not provoke the assault. An unidentified woman stood up at the school board meeting, said her daughter was one of the aggressors in the video. She said, although she does not condone what her daughter did, the woman defended her daughter and explained why she lashed out at school. The woman said, my daughter, like many other students of color at Maple Grove Middle School, face harassment and racial slurs every day. I don't condone what she did, but people do need to know being constantly degraded leads to anger and frustration. Isn't that exactly what she's doing is condoning what she did by that explanation? Um, Whatever. Um... It's it's just, again. I don't want to. My kid shouldn't take responsibility for her actions. That's exactly what this is. Osseo Maple Grove School Superintendent Corey McIntyre declined to discuss specific cases, but did say the district is quote working on these issues immediately. Michael Wright, a Minnesota football star in the 50s and 60s who built super value in the 80s and 90s into the nation's largest grocery wholesaler, died Monday at his home in Naples, Florida. Wright was 81, died of complications from pneumonia. He grew up in Minneapolis, became an all-state athlete in both football and basketball in high school at St. Thomas Military Academy. He continued to play both sports at the University of Minnesota, became captain of the football team in 1959, remained a prominent backer of Gopher sports throughout his life. In 1960s, he was drafted by teams in the NFL, AFL, and Canadian Football League and decided to take his highest offer, $11,000 from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which was coached at that point coached by Bud Grant. John Michaels, who played and coached for the Blue Bombers and later became the longest-serving assistant coach of the Vikings, once called Wright the second-best lineman he ever coached after Rod Yeri. Michaels said Wright was mean as a snake. Well, playing pro football... <laughs> <laughs> Wright also attended law school at the U on an ROTC scholarship. After a stint in the Army to fulfill that ROTC commitment, he joined the Minneapolis law firm Dorsey & Whitney among his client Super Value, who then hired him as their chief executive in 1981. Los Angeles firefighters rescued terrified residents from the rooftop of a 25-story high-rise apartment building where a fire broke out this morning. On the sixth-floor balcony, sent choking smoke billowing through the upper levels. One person critically injured. There were early reports that some people may have jumped. Police, though, said that was not true, although some people were seen on the side of the building outside of windows. A helicopter crew member on the roof helped attach each person to a line. They were hoisted into the chopper one by one. At one point, firefighters lifted a small white dog 
into the helicopter. Fire Chief Ralph Terrazas said, we have rarely done rooftop evacuations for medical purposes, but he said it was very effective. Terraza also said the fire at this point looks to be of suspicious origin. Hmm. Photos of terrified travelers have been shared on social media. Have you seen these? With, I have. With people seen covering themselves with things like plastic sheets and large water bottles uh, because they're trying to stop the uh, uh, they're wearing the water bottles like helmets. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind you go to with the, to get a paper cup and then hit the <laughs> yeah, switch. Right. They're emptying out those things and putting them over their head. Like the Culligan jug? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. For what reason? To stop the coronavirus. Oh, my God. A mother and child. <laughs> ding, ding. Mother and child were seen on the Hong Kong metro system wearing makeshift shields fashioned from the cut plastic bottles Joe was just talking about. Others were also spotted in similar makeshift protection in airport lines. On a flight from Shanghai to Perth, one man was pictured wearing a motorcycle helmet in a bid to protect himself from the bug. What's that? That ain't going to do it. Passengers on the same flights told the West Australian most people on board were wearing at least face masks as a minimum. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, my God. They're like cone heads. Uh (laughs) Another family were all seen covered in plastic sheeting while waiting in line at the airport. Within China, passengers have been told they... Like a shower curtain. (laughs) Within China, passengers have been told they'd be banned from any form of public transport if they're not wearing face masks of some sort. The rapidly spreading coronavirus has killed 132 people to date. A number of airlines around the world, including British Airways and United Airlines, have axed any flights to China. Hey, Mike, can we go to the park? Yeah, get your jug on. Right, Let's get go. The jug on. Let's go. At any point during that story, I wasn't paying attention. I actually followed Rookie on Twitter here. Um, did you mention that they're now screening people out at our airport yeah. for this? I didn't. I didn't mention that, but that's true. Yes. How How are they doing that? I think they have a. Uh, Come here. I want to take your temperature. They have a device where you press it against your forehead or something. Get your little reading. And then uh, thanks, Doc. Figure it out. There's a dial. Thank you, Doctor Jean Laurier or whoever you are. Joe Souchere, not a doctor like the Kansas City Chiefs. If only we knew a guy that worked out there. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think my friend at the airport has seen evidence of this yet. Uh, The Democrats' leading 2020 candidate right now is uh, sort of warning voters he might die in office. Former Vice President Biden offered that admission during a campaign appearance. Tuesday night in Cleveland, Iowa. It's a selling point for him, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I know a mayor that I'm kind of worried that that's going to (laughs) happen. You do bring that up on occasion, Kenny. (laughs) Biden said, I can think of at least eight women, at least four or five people of color that I think are totally qualified to be vice president of the United States. But for me, it has to be demonstrated that whomever I pick, there's two things. One, he's capable of being president because I'm an old guy. People giggled and he said, no, I'm serious. He did emphasize, though, that he's in good shape, and he said he worked out every morning. Uh, as for the people of color who Biden might look at as possible vice president, he floated Michelle Obama. But that wouldn't be the only member of the Obama family he would try to elevate. He suggested he'd try to put former President Obama on the Supreme Court. During a question and answer session at the same campaign stop, he said, I'm sure, I sure would like Michelle to be my vice president. He said he would like putting Obama on the Supreme Court, but then, but then added, "I don't think that he would do it." Sanders is older than Biden. Yes, I believe yeah. Sanders is seventy-eight. Yeah, what's, what's Biden? Biden? Seventy-six or seven? Yeah. I believe so. I think Joe Bernie's Biden. the oldest. Yeah. 
A new resolution's been passed in Central California. 77. 77. Bernie's older than Biden. By a year, yep. What's uh, Trump now? Is he 70? About 74. That's tremendous. A new... He's at a tremendous age. Tremendous age. It's the best age ever. He had a little problems last night again in New Jersey. Did you see that? The speaking thing? Yeah. But I, I think it's silly to, for people to jump all over social media because he trips over a word. Who doesn't trip over a word? Yeah, that's yeah. bad karma. You don't make fun of that, right? right. Well, Especially when, in broadcasting. Yeah, when yeah. John has an issue, I, I turn my mic off because, uh, yeah. yeah. He'll hit 74 in June. It's I, where, it's I, where, I couldn't say which. He said wish. I have my own so issues. So what? Last night? No, the criminals was the one. Oh, I, what, I didn't oh, hear that. John, careful. Careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not yeah, to. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you've you've had a few right. gaffes. Even Gil me? went after what? you. Even Gil went after you. Gil went after me. He did, yeah. A new resolution's been passed in Central California to decriminalize the use of psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, I'm not in favor That's all of this. we need. Not in favor of <laughs> The City Council of Santa Cruz voted unanimously on Tuesday to approve a measure that will make investigation and arrest for the adult possession, use, or cultivation of psychoactive plants and fungi. Everybody on that city council should be forced to grab a, a bunch of shrooms, a bunch of Doritos, choke them all down, and then report back tomorrow. We'll see what they say then. The council, according to council member Chris Crone, you must know a guy. When you're laying on your lawn with your <laughs> fingers dug into the earth and your <laughs> face on. down because you're worried you're going to spin <laughs> off and end up in space, yeah. Like it's a ride at Valley Fair. Yes, yeah. You want to. It's a yeah. big ride to your earth. They're going to want to experience that before Make they live this tilt the world stop. Yeah. Council member Chris. You spend the night sitting in a tree. <laughs> Chris Crone <laughs> told ABC News in a statement this council initiative is part of a diversity of strategies. Oh, yeah. uh, of strategies. Well, of course it is. Taking care of mental health in our community. This resolution ensures that only people 21 and over have access to these plants. This and the council ridiculous. has given direction to our police department to make it a low priority infraction. The wrong people are running for office. Kids, please. Jeez. Don't, don't, don't do the shrooms, kids. Just don't do it. No, don't. Crone said. Crone said entheogenic plants offer many in our community a way out of the addictive pharmaceuticals known as opioids. People came forward at last night's meeting. So you'll be trip. What they're recommending tripping instead of being addicted to like Percocet or whatever. Uh, Perhaps the story is deeper than we're finding here, but that's certainly what it seems like. You guys remember uh, NBC used to have that moment where the the shooting star would go across the screen. It was the more you know. Sure. You guys remember that? Yes, Yes. certainly. I think we should have that on GL. Uncle Kenny's learn to know moment. <laughs> what's wrong? What's this city council? Why? What's wrong with just twisting up a big fat Bob Marley with ditch weed full of seeds and sitting back and watching Scooby Doo? That's right. That's just, a good point. Just, just, you don't need the pharmaceuticals, and for God's sakes, don't take shrooms and don't try LSD because now it's made by meth heads okay. and it's all crap. He's rolling, but we gotta we gotta cut it out. We here, gotta get we? to thirty bales. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't you know even... how to get there? I got to... We got to... I know where it is. I think you should go many, up to uh, university, <laughs> cut over. That's many, over in Hopkin, right? Yeah. Yeah, how many times do you cross the river? Well, you got to swing down to Invergrove. <laughs> well, I'm not really sure where we're going, so it might be six or seven times. We'll go back. I'm going to hit every bridge on my way. Rookie quest, not map quest. Exactly. We got rook quest going. <laughs> hey, if you want to get uh, your hands on some other podcasts, like maybe the Fret Club, Table Talk with Rookie's Family, or just another Garage Logic podcast, 
Download on your phone PodMN. It's on your phone's app store. Learn more. If you want to go on the computer, visit PodMN.com. You can find all of your Minnesota podcasts at the ready. PodMN.com.